We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Okay, ready? Take what you know and it's about a time when you get your stuff in the wheel. Okay, though. It's a ratio. Okay, though. Reggie Watts is a genius, a musician, a comedian, an improvisational master. The guy can do anything he wants. He is a true genius. It was an honor and a joy to talk to him because he's like a philosopher of music, of comedy, of life. This conversation goes deep, far, and wide. I'm so happy to have had this. This is the kind of conversation that I do this show for. I've been waiting to talk to Reggie for a long time. So I'm happy to share this with you. You'll get half of this for free for the whole thing. And I highly recommend it. Go to patreon.com slash show because this conversation goes all over the place. And for just $5 a month, you, you can subscribe and get all of this conversation, our Friday Patreon exclusives, the whole of our Wednesday shows. It is highly worth it. It is amazingly entertaining. Let's get into it. It's the awesome and amazing and unduplicatable Reggie Watts on Torre Show. Recording in progress. Remember, when you're recording, always be in progress because recording is not just life, it's a lifestyle. Toure, the first name in life. <laughs> How are you? Oh, you know, I'm good. Just uh, getting back from the gym and yeah. Uh, yeah. doing the gym, gym God, what stuff. Do you, what do you What do you do at the gym? What are you hitting? What are you hitting hard? Uh, I'm. Uh, what What am I doing at the gym? It's a good question, man. I like your questions already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down very few because no. I'm like, I just want this to flow. 
Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I love it. I love it. Because you're improv. Like, That's how it should be. Improv, right? Exactly. You know, be, it, even if, even if you were to prepare and rehearse, it's still improv. Right. Of course. All of it, life is improv. Of it's, course. It's, it's, you can't get away from it, man. There's no way. Um, no, I for working out, I guess I, um, and I'm going to sit down in a second, so I'm not going to always be moving around. But um, I just had to get a protein shake. Otherwise, I mean, what am I worth? You know, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Um, but uh, it's your world, whatever you want. No, man. No, but, uh, no, when we work out, I've been working out, um, doing this, uh, functional training, which is like, uh, exercise science, you know? So you kind of like do like, you know, like you're throwing a ball in the air and you're like getting on a skier and doing a hundred meters and waiting 30 seconds and then doing another activity or some kind of twisting motion as you're like doing lunges, that, that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got back into it. I got back with my old trainer, like uh, maybe the well Monday of this week, and I just feel <laughs> just night and day better, like instantaneously better. It, so it will awesome. it it brings up endorphins and like good feelings and like even if you feel bad on your way to the gym, it will you know oh I need energy for today. No, it will give you energy yes. for the day. Yes, seems counterintuitive. A lot of people think that they're like oh I don't have the energy to go to the gym. Because I need to reserve my energy. And you're like, no, that's not how it works. No, no, it multiplies. So wait, what do you, what do you do? Like, like I, I know what you do. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, but it seems like you are in a space of your own. And it just seems like, like if I tried to explain to my kids or whatever, like, so this is the guy I'm interviewing does, well, uh, what, what would you say? Um, I mean, I just call myself an improviser. Uh, you know, I, my main axes that I use, I guess, are, you know, my voice and body for performance and, um, you know, music and, uh, you know, uh, basically I'm just interested in, in any expressive medium that, that I find compelling and, and I use that in an improvisational way. So I just kind of view myself like that. The core, I'm an improviser. The which whichever tool I'm using is whichever tool I'm facing. But I'm always at the center of it as an improviser. So I, I, think, I don't fully commit to one particular thing. I think like improv scares a lot of people because it requires a certain courage because you might screw up, right? Like if you rehearse something. Yeah, it, 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 it melts down some of the fear because like, just go out and do your thing, say your lines, do your dance, yep. sing your song, yep. you'll be fine. But you're like, OK, we're flying without a net, like like free solo, like, like you know, we're going to yeah. we're going to just drink, go for it. Is is there a nervousness that attends an improv performance? I mean, no, I mean, I don't call it, I wouldn't say it's necessarily nervous. It's more like anticipation, um, uh, uh, a little bit of anxiousness, you know, like, like when's this going to start? I can't wait to start. It's going to be really cool. I hope it's good. I wonder if it's going to be good, you know, that kind of stuff, but it's never like in the, for me, it's never in the realm of like nervousness or, or, or fear necessarily. Um, it's more like an, an excited energy, you know, how um, are you not, afraid <laughs> well there's um i made a pact with the devil <laughs> no um uh, no uh i guess how am i not afraid you know i think it's just i think it's kind of a lot of it has to do with just the way i'm naturally wired you know like i i feel like i feel like i am a person who 
really thrives on the unexpected. Like I, like it makes me feel alive, you know, when I'm uh, doing that because, and then I feel like the, the handicap is me rehearsing things, you know, cause I came from obviously like a classical background studying violin and piano and playing an orchestra and doing, you know, uh, piano recitals and uh, theory. And, uh, but ultimately I just wanted to play. I just wanted to be free to um, do what it is that came to me, you know, in that moment. And that felt a lot safer than having to rely on a structure because like the structure is me with a structure. I'm just worried about the structure the whole time. Mm. I'm like, I hope I get it right. Am I going to fuck this up? What was it again? I'm trying to remember. So the whole time I'm like doing a performance, if I'm supposed to be memorizing specific lines or, you know, things of that nature, uh, I'm so worried about being perfect about it that I'm not actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. One thing I've noticed about a lot of the stuff, because I've seen you perform so many times, you're a builder. You, you, you give us one element, then you add to it and you add to it and you add to it. And so it's not like I got to come out and like, get it right. Like right away, like I'm going to put on a brick and then put another brick on top of that and another brick. And, and a lot of it is building rhythm and when you start to, you know, like the first bit is going to be interesting, but like, I just took a step. Like I could take any first step. And by the fourth one, it's like, wow, this interlocking thing is building. And as a viewer, I'm not judging it because it's in motion. I know it's in, mo like a song might start and not you, like another person, like, huh, like, I don't like this song so far. Like, I like your other songs, but this uh -huh. song, I'm, I'm 60 seconds, I don't like this song. But you're, like, clearly, I'm building it, it's in motion, like, it's not done, it's coming, and, and I'm watching it being built, so I'm, like, I'm giving you all the, uh, all the space in the world. Like, even if I don't love it at this moment, I'm, like, it's building, and that's exciting to watch it build. Yeah, man, well, I mean, yeah, also, if it's live, um, and I'm building it live. I'm also using, I'm reading the energy of the room in that situation, you know? So, so I'm building it, you know, for, with people, you know, um, and whatever the moment is like, whatever the vibe feels like that, you know, like I think like, Oh, the room, I think it'll be, if I go into this zone, it's going to be dope because I'm going to be quoting something that people may not be thinking about right now. And, but it might remind them of something really good, you know? Um, so I'm able to shift and, and, uh, just modify things in the moment. And that's, what's really, it's like, you know, it's like pottery or whatever, but the clay never, you know, it's like, you just kind of, well, just mess that shape up. I'm going to like shape another thing. That's cool. All right. We're going to add this, you know, and then like, no, that's not good. We'll just like, you know, or whatever. It just, you just keep flowing and changing. And, um, and so it's got a different feel than going to like a fully rehearsed, like, hits show or something like that it's interesting that you're able to like read the room because i'm like he's got a lot going on just up here with the machine and the song that you're building and i'm like and you have time and energy and mental space to also be like vibing out like what is happening here yeah yeah well i mean you know that's 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 part of the addiction sorry <laughs> There you go. That'll help. Um, yeah, it's part of the, it's part of the, the, the addiction is like, um, like you want, I want to get to that place where time slows down 
And, uh, and when time starts to slow down, you have access to more possibilities and you can choose things before, you know, you're about to lay them down. So, um, I find that zone to be, it's very intoxicating. It's like, it's a space that I, in, in many ways, I think it's kind of like the space that a lot of us want to be in, you know, where we're, we're just feel, we just feel connected to uh, some kind of a resonance that like allows us to kind of back away and have feel time a little bit more than always leaning forward and like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And that, cause improvisation, that's not what you want. You don't want, what's the next thing. It's a frantic, you know, like you're frantically making choices. You don't want to be frantically making choices. Sometimes you have to, if you're performing and you're not necessarily feeling it, you just got to try some shit. But you know, when you, when you find yourself easing off the accelerator, and letting the car kind of cruise a little bit, you know, you're, you're in a zone where you can kind of think about things and you have time to make decisions and to feel what wants to come next, you know? And so that's what I'm looking for. That's what gets me, that's what gets me really excited. It's true that you do slow time down. Cause I I'm thinking about the moments when I've been watching you and it, it, it does feel like time has slowed. Um, and I think partly mm. because I, as the audience member, have to really pay attention. What is happening? How are these parts that he's building coming together? Where is he going? Like a real narrative is being created where I'm really like, what's next? Which, mm-hmm. you know, in in most songs, I'm not wondering what's next by like 90 seconds. And I know what's next. You did the chorus. It was what it was. You're going to do another verse. It's going to fit with the first time you did the verse. But you're like, I'm like, what's next? What's next? And, and it really does, it requires more of me as an audience member than if you had come out and like, we, we wrote and rehearsed the song before, and now we're going to perform it for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny. I've, I've done both of those things, you know, like I, I, I was in bands for years and, you know, we would rehearse and we would have songs you know, exactly like they're supposed to be. And, you know, really tight, you know, the funk group, stuff like that. So you know, I know that feeling and that's a really amazing feeling too, because, you know, it's weird. I made this analogy or kind of this discovery of an, of an analogy in high school when I was in, um, I was in orchestra and, you know, my dad listened to a lot of jazz and I was listening to jazz and obviously jazz has a structure to it, but it's like, you know, there's a head. So like you play the head and then you play the, the form of the song, but usually people solo and they'll take turns or whatever soloing whatever structure that is and then then they come back to the head and then they come back to whatever and everyone's in on it and then they end it and it's all tight so the thing that makes it tight is the beginning and the end um and then people just kind of internalizing the the length of the form you know while they're improvising so they go way the way the hell out and then come back in boom tight again but the thing that i noticed the difference because we had a jazz band in um, in high school is that classical musicians are reading music and rehearsing music uh, to get to a point at which it comes to life as close to the way that the composer meant it to be, um, and and so you're bringing to life something that's very rigid and structured, and whereas improvisational music is the opposite. I mean, in in my view, obviously. Jam, there's plenty of jam bands and plenty of people that just jam and they just noodle forever. That's not really my style. I can't really do that. I like, 
I like to structure an improvisation. So if I'm improvising, cause I have the audience in mind, I don't want to be boring the audience with me, like doing like all my chops in front of them and just like, you know, burning down a bunch of techniques that I have, you know, to, I guess, to be impressive or something like that. That's not really my thing. My thing is like, I want the audience to feel like when I'm done that, that, that was a written song. And so, but both of those things, they were, they arrive, both approaches arrive at the same center, which is this alive space where music, uh, it seems like it's permeate, per, like permeating every aspect of your consciousness and your, and your being and the vibrations. Are, so it feels alive. And that's what, whether it's written music, that's rehearsed to be the, to then be free to be what itself, or it's completely chaotically or chaos, a dance with a partnership with chaos to kind of organize it, to feel like also it is very structured. So they both arrive at the same place, but they just use different means. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door. Thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast. 
wherever you listen. I was thinking about your whole thing and like we're, we're talking about your music, but there's also your comedy, um, which is also really interesting. You, within your comedy, you don't mind the audience being uncomfortable. It's that Andy Kaufman sort of school of like, maybe you're like, you know, thrown off or there's a weird pause where you're like, where is he going with? And like, I mean, you know, when I get on stage, I don't want the audience to be uncomfortable because then I'm, I'm like thrown off. If they're, you're sure. like, you know, you're in that space of those people who are like, yeah, I want you to be uncomfortable now. And then I'll pull you back. And then I'm, and I'm like, where do you get the confidence to be comfortable with them being uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Um, I think I like when people are thrown off because I guess on one hand, it's because when I was introduced to absurdity when I was young, I loved not knowing what the hell was going on. Like I, as a kid, when Monty Python came on, you know, when the, when, uh, what was it? Uh, My Python, the Holy Grail, um, that opening sequence where you hear the horse, you know, the horse galloping. And then it's just a hillside. And then you start to see like, oh, here comes a king with his crown. And then as it's revealed, oh, he's not on a horse at all. He's just like acting like he's on a horse. And then there's some dude with an overly way too huge backpack that's just knocking two coconut halves together to make the sound of the horse. And that floored me as a kid because that completely subverts the expectation, you know, 180%. And so, so I think that feeling and also the kind of trickster mentality of, of an Andy Kaufman type or of, you know, Victor Borga or someone like that, you know, that's just doing this style of absurdity that constantly makes you go, Oh, I think this is going to, Oh, that didn't happen at all. Uh, this did. So I like the feeling it's also, it also unifies the audience. Like for me, I like it when they're uncomfortable because I know I can, I know I can do music and I know I can do something that will bring them back together. It'll bring the room together. So I like to play with those two capabilities. So I like to stretch people's you know, expectations to a limit where they're just like, I just, I, I fucking give up. I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know? So, so and I love that space. Cause I'm just like, okay, cool. Now I got you, you know? So I just needed to do that kind of scramble some shit up so that you guys, you know, are like, ah, I don't know what, ah, you know? And then I'll like, go, here's a really cute song. Oh, that's really nice. And then now what's happening? Why did you do? So I, 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 I like the performance art uh, aspect mixed with a, you know, it's like, benevolent, you know, uh, chaos, you know, like yeah. that's a better word for it, but, but just kind of like a, a benevolent pranksterism, you know, like I, I like that. Like I have your best interest at heart. I'm just being silly and weird, like a Willy Wonka type, you know, cause it's like, I don't want you to know, I don't want you to like grab onto something and go, Oh, I get what it, you know, cause then if I start to feel that way, then I feel like I'm letting myself down. So I got to be just as unexpected for myself as I am for the audience. I mean, that, like, I have to be as unexpected for myself as for the, like, like if it's a constant period of discovery for you and excitement for you, then like, then it's really going to crackle and be awesome. Um, that's, that's an amazing sort of ethos as a performer. Like, I want it to be exciting for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's, you know, it's funny. I was at a, um, I was at a jam night the other night um, and killing players like 
ill, you know, like amazing. But, you know, when I came from, when I was doing kind of improvised kind of jam funk nights in Seattle, my whole thing was, I always told the band, I was like, we got to make sure that these songs, these songs should feel like they were written. These these, these songs, we should try to have an A section, a B section, a hook, obviously, and then a C section, and then come back to some kind of a hook and then finish strong, finish intentionally. And, um, you know, and when I was at this night, this particular night, you know, they were just, you know, taking really long solos and everybody got their shot. You know, everybody took their turn. And I'm like, you know, that's cool. But for the audience, that's not quite as interesting. Like it, it's it's better when you're when you're doing a show from the perspective of, of yourself in the audience. What's the show that you want to be seeing right now? Like, you know, and and that that's kind of where I've always come from because I want to know that the audience is taken care of. I'm not just going to be fucking around and trying to waste people's time. I want to be engaging and I want to include them energetically or even directly sometimes. Do you practice? No. 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 You're beyond practice. <laughs> I don't know if I'm beyond practice. I mean, I know you're a serious musician. You've studied, you've played, you've been in tons of bands. And like at this point, you're like, I don't need to practice. I'm like, I could just go out there and just be me. I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a part of how I perform. You know, um, I uh, I like to be the least prepared possible for the situation. Um, I don't want to know. Like when people invite me on shows, sometimes like like you know, like let's say it's a, a some kind of a TV show. Like I'm a guest on an episode of some a reality thing or something. They'll you know the producers will call. And they'll like go through this huge list of like what to expect and everything. And it's like, I really don't need any of that stuff. All I need to do is just show up, go to makeup. And then as I'm walking, they'll go like, here's the first thing you're going to do. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't need all that information. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamine a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from tenderfoot tv campside media and iheart podcasts radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a lot of times I don't even retain it um, I, because it's not 
it doesn't make it as fun for me. I like the challenge of figuring out what is the context of the situation? What is my role within the situation? And I'll make it, I'll make it rock. You know, I'll, I'll do the best I can in that situation, but the, it, it only works for me when I feel like uh, I can do whatever I need to do, but everyone trusts that what I'm going to do is going to be in service of the show. What up, y'all? It's Torre, author of I Would Die For You, Why Prince Became an Icon. Check out Who Was Prince, an epic eight-episode podcast about Prince, where we talk to his girlfriends, his musicians, his engineers, his managers, all sorts of people who were close to him to find out who he really was. Follow Who Was Prince wherever fine podcasts are streamed in service of the show would you murder me if i said can you like make a little song like right now i mean i could try i mean i'm not very good at it but um yeah right i mean if uh (laughs) yeah sure you're not very good at yeah i've I've seen your work (laughs) well i mean we could do uh you know like maybe uh oh you know what this i wonder if this is working we could do this will be an interesting experiment See, I haven't opened it in a while, but I believe we've got. See, is it there? Nope, there it is. Okay, all right, yep. Okay, I think the mic is down here, so let's try it. Nope. Is that an iPad? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see if this works. Okay, yeah, this might work. Oh, wow. Why did I do that? Oh. Oh, actually, that works. Okay. That was a mistake, but it works. Okay, anyways, let's see if we can hear this. Okay, ready? Okay, now are you ready? How about now? Okay, so, okay, cool. All right, here we go. But you know it's part of time when you get your stuff in the way. Walk in the same way, you know, things are talking on a theme, real so all night of love. I want to know something she's I'll think about. Baby, won't you need it? I hold in it. Things are moving real now. I have you seen you wanting you. Hey. Come out, just getting alone in you. Games. It's just about who's done it. So the love and all it. Yeah, he keeps her. Something like that. <laughs> that was amazing. Where did you go right then? Because those weren't words. That was like that was just scatting, right? I mean, I, I thought I heard words, but yeah. it sounded like sounds and like. Yeah, they're you, just what? like, uh, you know, lyrical approximations. You know, that's just uh, just kind of because I'm not sometimes I feel sometimes I feel words, but I have to be in a zone where I'm like, I feel like I got the clear space, you know, to like make cogent thoughts. thoughts. I mean, like on my comedy special spatial um the last one that i did um on netflix the uh there's a song on there called 
I was, I was like, Oh, this is a song about apples. I was just like bullshitting. I was like, here's a song about apples. And then I just kind of did a, you know, a basic baseline like I did there. And then it just turned into this whole song about um, accepting your sexuality and loving people and like, you know, all of these things like, but it came out of nowhere, but it's like fully cogent, full lyrics the whole time. So sometimes, uh, sometimes lyrics come pretty easily and, uh, and I can just kind of flow something interestingly. And a lot of, so sometimes it's a mix, it's a hybrid of like just a bunch of gibberish and then like some real phrases, or then sometimes it's just like fully gibberish, or sometimes it's me doing a fake version of some Latin based language. <laughs> I ask a lot of people who come on this show, what does being black mean to you and how does it show up in your work? And I'm really curious to hear, um, cause you're working, you know, you're working in a, it, the way you work with music is super black and yet the, you know, highly technological, which some might locate outside of this culture. But like, I definitely feel you put soul into the machines. Um, mm. But like, you, you know, and I know you, you talked about it on television before, but I'm just curious how, how, you know, like where it sits for you and what it means for you. Well, I mean, for me, in many ways, like, uh, you know, I grew up in mostly white culture in Montana. And so, you know, um, and I would visit my dad's side of the family, black side of the family in Cleveland on in summers. But I didn't have as much exposure to like just full on black culture. So so I kind of like rode in between, you know, two worlds in, in many ways. And so I call myself Caucasian fluid. But, but, you know, um, I, 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 you know, it's like, you know, I'm half, I'm half black, half white. It's like, what are you, you know, are you black? Are you, you know, but I'm perceived as a black man. So I'm treated as such in, in different situations, but in a way I kind of enjoy being uh, underestimated at times. I love playing like the, the clown, you know, sometimes that people think like, oh, it's this guy, you know, oh, I know this guy. You know, or when I go on stage, I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, blah, blah, blah whatever. And people are like, oh, there, there's this guy. I mean, now people know me a little bit more. But in the in the past, I would start, you know, like as a hip hop guy, a guy who loves hip hop. And I'd be doing hip hop beats and stuff like that. And then just completely switch into another accent instantaneously. And um, so, you know, for me, it's like I honor the tradition and the hard work of my grandparents and my uh, my that side of the family um, and what they had to go through uh, civil rights movement, my mom being white and my dad being black and, you know, not being legally, not being able to be legally married until 1969 in the United States. And, um, you know, and my mom being super protective over, you know, people treating my dad, you know, differently and using her white privilege to kind of like speak up and uh, be very in people's faces about shit. Um, and uh, so I, I, I guess like, as a, as a black man, I kind of try to be a little bit transcendent of my blackness. And in, in a way I view that as, um, helping the cause because ultimately, you know, I, there was a phrase that came to my mind once I think I posted on Twitter and it was something like, um, culture, culture is important, but it's not who you are. Um, and I, and what I mean by that, it's kind of an overly simplistic statement, but, um, what I mean by that is that I kind of view all of us human beings as having a character template, you know, when we're born uh, based on innate things, genetic things, situations, all that stuff. But in a way it's kind of like a character sheet, like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. It's like you generate a character. I've got this much dexterity, this much strength, blah, 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 blah. And that's what you're working with. But 
as you move through time, you don't, you realize like, oh, I don't have to be limited by those things. That's just a starting point for me. I can grow into something much more. And so my favorite thing is when I run into people who are whatever orientation, whether they're gay, queer, uh, whether they're black, uh, Chinese, uh, you know, immigrants come from like trailer parks, you know, was born into wealth, you know, whatever it is. I like finding people that despite where they came from, they honor where they, where they come from, but they also are who they are beyond that. And that's what they're, they're striving to do. And those are the thing, those characteristics, I think really connect us and kind of elevate us. Cause a lot of my friends, you know, again, of any orientation that's perceived as a minority and has a history of struggle and a current ongoing struggle. At the end of the day, you kind of want the future generations to just be like, Oh, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, like, like at the end of the day, like it doesn't have to be like, it's like black power, like all the time. It's like, that's part of the cause. That's like part of the fire to like kind of equalize and like kind of go here. We're at the table. We're here. But for me, it's about like, that's one of the steps, but really we want to get a point to a point where it's almost more pragmatic. Like you're like, I'm going to judge you on your character. You know, I'm not going to judge you on I, you know, I'll have my preconceived notions, but I know that you're more than that. So let's just see what you're like. Oh, you know what? You're a pretty dope person done. You know what I mean? Instead of like, oh, I'm, I'm a white guy. So I'm supposed to, and I grew up in this region. I'm supposed to hate black people. It's like, it feels like, you know, like that. Uh, I use this uh, example, but I forget what Looney Tunes cartoon, but it's like the sheepdog, uh-huh. you know, with the checking uh-huh. in and like clicking in or whatever, clocking in. They're like friends. Uh, and then they clock in and then they assume their roles right, and, then, right, 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 and then they're like beating each other up and that whatever. And then at the end of the day, they, they clock out. And I kind of like to look at it like, 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 it's like, well, it's my turn to be racist today. It's like, okay, well, you gotta have racism. Cause you gotta have like, there's gotta be some struggle in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And action, you know? And then people are like, you're, I hate you. Cause you're, your elbows so weird. And I hate elbows. It looked like, you know, and then at the end of the day, you're like, how was it? Oh, I was pretty good. I thought you could have done a little bit more better at hating, you know, <laughs> a little more nuanced with your yeah. hating in the third yeah. act. It would have sold yeah. it more didn't feel dangerous enough. So I don't know, just something to work on. (laughs) I mean, I know for me, a lot of it rests in like, I can feel the shoulders that I'm standing on, you know, like I can, I'm very much feeling gratitude and responsibility. And like, I would not be here if not for, you know, the civil rights movement, the black power movement, you know, the people in my industry who did mm-hmm. whatever they did, um, you know, the ancestors, my, my, my family, you know, the general folks like, and so I have to try to be the best person I can be that, that, yes. that shows respect and reverence for what they did. I remember being in college and thinking, well, you know, if I was white and like, I didn't feel that responsibility, like it'd be cool to like join the CIA and like fuck <laughs> around with like the world, but yeah. I gotta do something more relevant than that because I'm standing on these shoulders. I would not be here if not for these other, so I can't do that, you know, which maybe that would have honored them in an amazing way anyway. But at the time sure. I was like, no, that would, that would not be honoring them. Yes. But, yes. You know, I tried to choose something that I felt would be like honoring them. And I I, yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, I imagine you probably feel like you too, like you're standing on people's shoulders. For sure. hundred percent. I mean, I, I even feel that way for my mom, you know, like my mom, you know, she came from France uh, um, and uh, 
lived through the World War, you know, World War One. Well, uh, she no World War Two. Um, she was born just before World War Two. So, um, you know, I, I think about what she went through. You know, in France and like you know, as landowners, you know, as like well, farmers. They were farmers. You know, and uh, uh, you know, her dad fought in both World Wars, World War One and World War Two. Um, you know, her great aunt, you know, my great aunt, great, great aunt was in, um, uh, five concentration camps and, wow. uh, wow. you know, wow. and so there was a lot of struggle and a lot of pain. And that's why I kind of view isms, you know, uh, as all related, you know? Um, and so I think of the struggles that they had fighting against, uh, occupation, um, and just the horrible things, the dehumanizing things that the, that the, Ger- the Germans were doing at that time. Um, and then, and, uh, and, and the others that joined in obviously, but, um, that whole virus that took over, uh, fighting against that. And then the French just kind of being egalitarian, you know, they're kind of an egalitarianly minded society. They, they strike all the time because they want fair wages for workers and things like that. So there's a fighting spirit that my family, my mom's side of the family came from, and, uh, and I think about that and I think about resistance and I think about, you know, what are the ways that you can hack systems in order to equalize, create better equity for, for people socially. And then, and then on my dad, and then again, on my dad's side, you know, all the struggles that went, you know, from slavery, you know, making them the, their way from the South, you know, to the North and all of that, those horrible things. So I feel like I have this hybrid kind of, you know, like there's kind of like nobody who didn't suffer at some point. That's the one thing that kind of unifies us. It's like, it's definitely like, you know, Caucasians kind of get the brunt of the, like the oppressors for sure, because they're more, they're the most recent, you know, uh, of the, in the last hundreds and hundreds of years, they're the ones that really like, once they got an idea, they're like, ah, I can do this to people. And they, you know, and they, they can't do anything about it, you know, and then that happened, but that's also kind of a human thing, right? I mean, it's like, whether you're looking at the Mayans or the Aztecs, um, or, uh, how Mesopotamia was run, how there was a hierarchical class structure and there was, there was a slave, uh, culture, probably a little bit different than the way we did it, but, you know, there's always been this kind of like, you're this, you stay down there, you do that. And then people going like, why, you know? And so, um, you know, so in a way, like, I, I do think about the shoulders that I stand on, but then I kind of like zoom out and I look at all of humanity. And I think we're all, we're all looking for, we're all judging people on all kinds of stupid shit. You know, it's like, Oh, you use artificial sweetener. You don't use natural sweetener. Oh, you've got red hair. You know, it's like, you look in every society, there's always someone that's shitting on someone else. And it's just a, this weird human nature. And some people take it too far. They take it and they impede on people's physical freedom. They impede, they put people down. They try to like psychologically abuse them. And those are the terrible, terrible, you know, areas that they go, the heights that they go to. But I guess all this rambling, just to say that I, I view like my role is to kind of sample all the human cultures and synergize them in a way that brings us together to our true nature, which I believe is just curiosity exploration and love for more of this amazing conversation which goes to incredible other places me and reggie join us over at patreon.com 
slash Torre Show. Thank you so much to Reggie for a great interview. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel Samantes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville Calais, Michelle Brenda Cox, Kathy F., Dr. Kina Murphy, Earl Dorsey, and Theotokos. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. This show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.